Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Excited, Jesus is alive. High five, five people. Tell them he's alive. Give them a high five. Give them a high five. Say he's alive. He's alive. That was awesome. That was awesome. Let's appreciate the choir one more time. The world's greatest. Hallelujah. Man, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Praise God. That sounded very heavenly. I know it's possible that's what the angels were singing. You know? It's possible. Praise God. When you see most things that are effective on the earth, they usually also have happened in the spirit or in the heavens. You know, imagine watching a movie without soundtrack. The soundtrack is what I believe in heaven too. When Jesus was going to the cross and everything, they were playing some kind of music. And when he rose on the last day, on the third day, hallelujah, the music just changed, just like the way they did it. Well done, guys. That was awesome. Praise God. All right, we've been doing help. I'm a hypocrite. Today is Easter Sunday. We're going to just um, move on from there. Praise God. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see where to start from. So, I was explaining. Yes, thank you. All right, so as I was saying... Um, what we believe... And this is why Christianity is not a religion, you see. Um, please, um, if you have not gotten all this series of what we've been looking at, you need to get it to understand some of what I'm going to say today. So please, try and get the first day and the sec- first week and the second week. So, c- Christianity is not, it's not a religion. It's not just one of the other religions. You need to understand what the whole concept is about. God made the earth for man. It was beautiful. Man lost it, death entered, he sent his son to bring it back. Did you touch my mic? It's echoing, I'm hearing the sound. Okay, so, and, and I was trying to explain to you guys that we don't just believe in Jesus because the Bible said so. Of course, the Bible says so, and of course we believe in the Bible totally, but what I'm trying to say is that the things that happened were actually real events. They were, it was the event that made them document it. It was a real event, and the people of that time did not have a Bible. They did not have a Bible because they had the real experience, and it was easy for them to convince everybody. It was easy for them not to be afraid to die. They were under threat. Some of them even died. And they were willing to die. It was simple. Why were they willing to die so easily? Very simple. They saw somebody they had walked with. The person prophesied his own death. And like I, like I said last week, if you meet anybody that can prophesy his own death, and prophesy that he will resurrect, and it happens as he says it, follow the person. But there's nobody that can do that. He prophesied his own death. Apart from him, all the other prophets of old 
thousands of years before him had prophesied the same death and resurrection. Praise God. And he actually died the way he said he would die. And he rose up the way he said he would rise up. I rise up. And, 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 and you see, he didn't just rise up spiritually. Because in many people's mind, what they are thinking is that Jesus died. Then his spirit, you know, in home video, spirit will leave the body and walk about that he's alive. No. What they are saying is that he died and he completely, his whole body, the person they knew, rose up as in there's nothing in the grave. <laughs> Hallelujah. Complete to another, his spirit left his body and came out. Home video style. No. He, the whole person stood up. And he didn't just stand up, you know, branch their place and say, guys, when I see how things be, ba, I'm going to take him easy, yeah? I'll come again. If, nobody, if the Romans don't go, I'll come again. That's not what he did. He rose up. It's like somebody you know in your neighborhood. Imagine your neighbor. Imagine the person you're sitting next to in church. The person you came to church with now. Somebody you know very well. Tells you he's going to die in, three, in a few years' time. And he dies. And he tells you he's going to resurrect. And he resurrects. And he didn't just resurrect for one day. He was actually walking about with them. Every day. Every day. Can you imagine? He was with them. Eating with them. Gisting with them. Somebody that every, everybody witnessed his death. My brother. When you see somebody die. As a real die. And three days after, he wakes up and he's sitting down with you and gisting with you. Not for one day, not for two days, not for one week. The Bible said it was around for about 40 days. Going about, was going to, he went to play, where he used to buy food. He said, Madam, how are they? He said, ah, not be you then kill. Last week, say, yeah. But like I said, I'll rise again. So I'm back. <laughs> Hallelujah. This was why they could believe it. It's not, it was not written in the Bible. There was no Bible then for them. They were the ones in the Bible. They saw the real event. Let's read some of the story. There are many of them. Let me start from Luke. Luke 24. Luke 24, from verse 25. So when, when I see a Christian saying, oh, all religions are the same, there are many ways to heaven, then, then you, you, don't, you really don't understand salvation, and you need to keep asking questions so you understand it, because you don't understand it yet. Look at this. Um, no, go, go, go to, um, um, okay, I'll give you the, go to like two verses before this. So basically, you know what happened here? This was when he has risen up, and he was taking a walk, and he met two guys that were walking with him, that were walking on the road. Okay, they found on his body, and they came and saying that they also had seen visions of angels, which is next verse now. He said, and certain of them which were with us uh, went to Sepulchre and found it even as women said it was empty. Next verse. He said, then he said unto them, oh, fools, Lord. Next verse. Okay, no, stop, stop, stop. Go back. Um, he said, then he said unto them, oh, fools, and slow of heart, to believe all that what? This was just to establish. Jesus himself was saying here that the prophets have already spoken about this. In case you don't know, they talked about Jesus from Genesis down to before he came. All the prophets. See, there is nobody and there's nothing in history like that where people that lived thousands of years before somebody spoke about the person accurately. 
Nothing like that. There's nobody like that. So it's not that Jesus came and started organizing people to talk about him. No. From Genesis, from Moses, from Jeremiah, from Isaiah, these people were thousands of years before Jesus ever came. But they all spoke about him. So go ahead. He said, um, what his brother spoke in next verse. He said, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and all entitled to glory? Next verse. He says, at the, begin, at the beginning, and, and the beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he what? Expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning what? This is what I'm saying. Jesus began to show them that, why are you guys finding it hard to believe that I rose? Because this thing has been stated from Genesis. And all the prophets, DJ, don't take my scripture away, I'm still reading it. He said, it, be, it, be started, it started from Moses and all the other prophets. That means all the people in the Bible. He said, he expounded unto them in what? All the scriptures, the things what? That means from Genesis down, they had been speaking about him. Praise God. So, he continued to explain to this guy. Now, if you remember the story here. What happened was that there were two guys walking, like I said. Um, um, I'm, I'm just trying not to read the whole thing. Let's go to verse 20, okay, this is verse 27. Let's go to uh, verse... Uh, okay, let me give you the gist and we'll read something. So there were two guys, I explained to you, there were two guys walking. And, uh, and I told people on, on the Alliance Church that God has a sense of humor. Jesus has a sense of humor. Don't let people make you feel religion is something, or Christianity is something, you frown your face, be sober, just don't laugh. That's not God at all. Jesus was a great guy. He used to attend weddings, he used to attend parties. In fact, his nickname was Friend of Sinners. That means he wasn't stuck up. Now, I'm not saying you should have, you're just going to play with sinners. He wasn't being influenced by them. He was influencing them. But the point was that he wasn't intimidated to talk to them. He wasn't unfriendly. So, and he had a sense of humor. So see what happened. He met two guys after he had died and risen. But he, 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 they didn't know he had risen then. But after he died, I know it was a big event. You must understand. The crucifixion was a big deal. He, he, the whole society comes to watch it. So the whole news was spread everywhere. It was a big deal. So after he came resurrected, they didn't know then. He was strolling on the road. They say he met two guys. And the two guys were gisting about him. And he asked them that, what are you guys talking about? Now this is Jesus Christ. He knew what they were talking about. I'm just going to show you that he had a sense of humor. He knew what they were talking about, but he asked them, what are you guys talking about? They said, ah, are you the only one in this whole town that doesn't know what happened? DJ, if you can find it for me, please find it. He said, are you the only one that doesn't know what happened? That day, there's one guy called, uh, he said, and behold, two of them went the same day to a village, called them out, which was from Jerusalem, about three score, go on. He said, and they talked together of all the things which had happened. Next verse. He said, uh, and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself did what? Drew near and went with them. See what happened. He said, and this somebody that had risen from there. They didn't know. He said, and, but their eyes were what? Holding that they should not know him. Next verse. He said, and he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and you are sad? He said, what are you talking about? He knew what they were talking about. But Jesus wanted to engage them. He said, what are you guys talking about? See what they said. They said, and one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said unto him, Are you only a stranger in Jerusalem? And you don't know the things which are come to pass there in these days? Go on. He says, and he said unto them, What things? This is Jesus Christ. That's why I say he has a sense of humor. He said, ah. They said, you don't know what's happen. He said, what's going to happen? He is the thing that was happening. <laughs> 
But he was interested and interesting enough to allow them to talk. If it was, if, the way people paint Jesus, you'd be like, you just can't say, don't you know it's me, I'm the Lord Jesus? He said, eh? He said, eh? Just me. What did that happen? He was the one happening. He said, what was happening? And they, and, and, and they said, and they said, what things? And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and the word, and they were giving him Jesus. They were probably adding pepper and salt. You trust human beings. They didn't know they were talking to the person. But we trusted that it had redeemed of Israel. And beside all this, to the third day, since these things have happened, we're done. Next verse. It says, Yea, of company gone. Next verse. I want, to, I, want to, I want to show you something in particular. And when they have found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said he was alive. You see, these guys didn't know for sure. They were saying that they got to the place, they didn't see his body. So people say he's alive. Oh, you know, just, just, they were giving him gist about himself. And he didn't interrupt them. He allowed them to talk. I don't know how foolish they would have felt when they found out they were talking to Jesus all the way. Next verse. He has a sense of humor. As far as I, that's the picture I have of Jesus. One cool guy that has a sense of humor. He said, and certain of them which were with us went to Sebuka and found that it was as the women have said, uh, but they, they didn't see him. You know, next verse. He says, then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all the prophets have spoken. I want to, um, DJ, can you find where he said? He said he, he now opened their mind to understand. That it was him. Praise God. You can't convince these guys that met him personally that he's not alive. Hallelujah. Let me run. Let me show you one more. I don't have so much time. Uh, Acts of the Apostle, chapter 1, from verse 3. Acts of the Apostle, chapter 1, from verse 3. DJ Fast, Acts 1 3. It says, To whom also he showed himself what? Alive after his passion, after his death, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them how many days? 40 days. And what? Speaking of the things that pertain to the kingdom. He, he was with them for 40 days. This is enough time for anybody to come and confirm. In my own mind, I'm thinking many people came. To see if he was really alive. If Thomas was saying, I want to touch, I want to believe that many other people came. He was going about the town. He wasn't, he wasn't in hiding. He was with them, going fishing, taking a walk. People were seeing the same guy that died a few days ago. They were seeing him walking about. Hallelujah. Two more, two more verses. It says, Verse 4, DJ. He said, I'm being assembled together with them. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, um, you have heard. Now, see, see, I'll show you something. This is not part of this thing, but it's important. Next verse. It's important just to drop this one here. He said, for John to leave back there, water, but if I only go, uh, I want where they said, verse 6, check verse 6 for me. Okay, good. He said, when they were therefore come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now, please take note. When Jesus came, in that time, Israel was under Roman rule. They were kind of colonized. And all the while Israelites and Jews were hearing that the Messiah was coming, they were thinking he was going to restore their 
their country back to them. That's what they were thinking. So that's why they were asking him that now that you have risen, now that you have come back in your power, are you going to upturn or do coup and now set us physically free? I'm saying this for one reason. It's not really part of the message, but I just have to drop this because too many people are ignorant and confused. See the next verse. Next verse. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father had what? What they were asking him was a political question. And Jesus is not an activist. That's not what he came for. Because I see many people saying, why are pastors not talking about to the government? Why are pastors not building road? Why are they? That's, not, that's not what we are here for. I'm sorry to disappoint all of you. Jesus was not an activist. He was not a philanthropist. That's not what we are called to do, please. Every human being should take care of the poor. It's not the job of the church. It's the judge of, job of human beings. It's the judge of Christians, but not the calling of the church. See, you must understand, there is no other institution looking out for people's eternal destination. We can't leave important matters for who we give bread and fish, who we share milo. Of course, it's good for churches to do charity, but that, I'm just trying to say, it's not our core job that, oh, government, they are doing local government election is bad, so pastors should line up and go and meet the counselor. It's people like you that should do it. In fact, if you are concerned about it, it's a sign that you should be pursuing it. They were trying to involve Jesus in the politics. So it's not today. They say, Jesus Christ, now that you are back, come and change our APC, let bring BDP back. Cinema is what they were saying. Change something. He said, mm, let's stay with what I'm here for. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 6. I'm just trying to show you from Scripture that Jesus was seen by people. After that, look at this. Paul was sharing here to Corinthians. He was trying to tell them that people actually saw Jesus. He said, after that, he was seen of above what? 500 brethren at once. Now, different people were seeing him. Um, like those two guys, those other people. Different people were seeing him. But he, Paul was saying there was a time that 500 people at the same... What we were trying to say is that this thing couldn't have been staged. You can't get 500 people to tell the same lie. In fact, those of you that have tried to tell a lie before, to even get three people to say the same story and not catch them is difficult. Am I correct? It's difficult. Because I think God asked one. One will say, and eh, now my two will go. Ten years around, he said, no, shoddy, no, shoddy. You will quickly know they are lying. Am I correct? So Paul was saying, different people saw him, like those two guys, different Mary, different people saw him one-on-one, Thomas. But Paul was saying there was even a time where 500 people saw him at once. He says, of whom the greater part remain, what? Unto this person at that time. He said, but some are fallen. He was saying, at that time he was writing to Corinthians, there were still some human beings that were alive that saw him like this. After he died. You see, this was what convinced them. It wasn't the Bible. They didn't have the Bible then. This, there were people that saw him live. They couldn't deny it. And the trip for them was that... And you see, guys, you must understand. You must understand. The trip for them was that if this man I was working with... Who should I use? Jethro, come. Quickly. As fast as you can. If this guy... He, let's say he, he was his Jesus... And we worked together for three years. 
He told me all those three years that he was going to be killed and he would rise up. All the three years he told me. In case you don't know, the disciples didn't really believe that. Hello? Oh, oh, you see. If you're, if you're a leader, let me tell you right now, there are people following you that don't really believe you. I've been a pastor since one years. I know that one. There are many people that follow you that don't. They just follow you because there's nothing else they could be doing now. But they don't believe the majority of the things you are saying. Majority of the vision you are sharing, they don't believe it. So, of course, we saw Thomas and God that didn't believe anything. They didn't believe it. They were, in fact, even when Jesus said, I will die, and they said, Oh boy, you cannot die. You remember Peter rebuking him? Which can't die? We don't leave all our work to follow you. You won't die. <laughs> My brother, you're not gonna die. Which work are gonna do? He said, You're not dying, you know? He rebuked Jesus. Say, You cannot die in Jesus' name. He said, you shall not die, but live to declare the works of God. You won't die. I don't leave my work and my family to follow you. You say, you won't die. So they, they didn't really believe. You need to understand. Even they. Because before that time, nobody had died and, and woken up. So they didn't believe it. So, this guy has been telling us for three years he's going to die. Then he finally dies. Please notice, when he died, the disciples went back to what? Their jobs. These guys did not believe it. They went back to my business say, ah, look, buddy. You have done gas. Go, go back to our work. <laughs> Everybody began to bring out their certificate. Bring out <laughs> what your work experience. Go, go find work. They went back. Peter went back to fishing. These guys didn't believe it. Then imagine. And we all witness his death, you see. That I'm telling you that other people that claimed that they were messiahs, when they died, it was their family that agreed that they died. Because you, that you can't pretend. Even for that people think, it, if you know he is dead, the way you move on with your life, people will know that he's really dead. So these guys moved on with their lives. Because they, they knew he was dead. They saw that he died. True, true. But on the third day, he rose up. And they saw him like this. Exactly the same way they were del- relating with him. They touched him. They, th- they, they shook him in case he was a spirit. You know, if a spirit, you know, put him, how will come out from here? No. They shook him like he was real Jethro. Wearing watch, everything real. From that time, listen. From that time, they were no longer afraid of death. <laughs> Some of you don't understand. That's the biggest deal. That's why I'm telling you Christianity is not on that religion. Every other religion, they die. They die. Before that time, the biggest enemy of man was death. Because no matter who you were, that dying, you go die. No matter who you were, you can be a billionaire, you can be a pauper, you can be fat, you can be slim, no matter who you are, that die, you go die. It was the biggest enemy of man. Everybody was subject to death, afraid of death. But when Jesus died and came back, it means he has conquered the biggest enemy of man. He has conquered death. You don't understand. That's why they said, oh death, where is your sting? So who are you now? You can't kill me. Hey, you don't understand. Death can't kill you. You can only transfer to another location. Ah, oh, oh, somebody didn't get it. If you're a believer, you cannot die. <laughs> you can only live here 
and go and continue existing somewhere, but you will not die. Before that time, when people died, they died. You don't understand. Do you know the greatest thing that can make you lose hope is to know that this life is all you have? That if you die now, you are really dead? People didn't like it. People were scared of death. They were really afraid to die because once you die, it's over. When Jesus came back, that's why they said, oh, death, where is your sting? Where is your sting? Look at this old grave. Where is your victory? You used to torment us before, but by Jesus coming, he messed up death. Hey! Hey! So when they saw him live, that he rose up, what that means, that's why they were willing to die. Because they knew that I'm not really dying. Ah. Uh, hallelujah. They knew I'm not really dying. Let me tell you, do you know why suicide bombers find it easy to bomb? They tell them. It, it, they tell them this same story. The only, the only difference is that they are own. It's not true. Because none of them has ever died and come back to tell us about it. So they are all going blindly. Not, we, we've seen somebody that died and came back and told us death is over with. That's why they find it easy to blow themselves up because they understand, they, they've told them that when you die, you, you, you go and get 70 virgins and all those things. That's why they're eager. They even struggle among themselves to choose who will blow up each other, somebody. But their own has no proof. They don't, they don't even claim to to have done it, that somebody has gone and come back. They don't claim it. They agree that when they die, they are not sure. Nobody has come back to tell them, we have had somebody. That people saw. 500 people saw him at once. Different people saw him in the city that died and rose up. It, the story gets better. It gets better. I told you throughout the beginning of this series, physical death is only a sign of spiritual death. When Jesus rose up on that third day, I think it's in Matthew. I think it's in Matthew. Matthew 27. It's a long reading. I'm trying not to read long, long reading because it's a long reading. Ma- Matthew 27, from around uh, 46. DJ, let's try and see if we can do it quickly. I want to show you something interesting. He said, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbatan, sabbatani, or something. He said, that is to say, my God, my God, why has thou what forsaken me? I told you that God had to forsake him. He wasn't just saying this jokingly. God actually forsook Jesus. Why? Because Jesus actually was paying for real sins. It wasn't a scam. It wasn't a staged issue. It was real. Jesus was dying for us. God would have forsaken us if we were dying for ourselves. That's what I'm saying. You can't say God is punishing you. When God punishes you, he has to forsake you. You, can't, you don't say it. God punish you. Okay? If God won't punish you, you know they're here to tell us. You'll be lost forever. So God actually forsook his son. So God, Jesus was not joking. Go on. Go on. He says, some of them that stood there, when they heard it, they said, this man is calling for Elijah. Next verse. Because <laughs> they were Romans, they didn't understand his language. He said, straightway, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with blanket, put it in his mouth and gave him to drink. Next verse, move quickly. So the rest said, let, it be, let, 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 be, let us see whether Elias will come and save him. Next verse. They were all joking at this point. They were still laughing at him. He said, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, he yielded up the ghost. Next verse. He said, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent from what? Top to the bottom. Take note, it wasn't from bottom to the top. If it was from bottom to the top, it means a human being cut it. This thing was very, very high. It was higher than any human being can get. So it tore from up, meaning that it was God that tore it by himself. The veil was what separated man from the presence of God. It means it was forever torn. From now, man has access to God. You need to understand. <laughs> no time, but no time, but all these things were significant. Everything you read about it was significant. He said, and the earth did what? 
quake. There was an earthquake. Now, remember this were Roman soldiers. Some minutes ago, they were mocking at Jesus. That he's calling. <laughs> like, let's go Elijah will come. <laughs> they were laughing. It was a joke. Things began to happen. The temple tore. The earth shook. Some parts said the whole cloud became dark. These are Roman soldiers. They were not believers. They didn't believe in God. It says, and the earth did quake, and the rocks did what? Rent. They were seeing these things. These are unbelievers. Next verse. It says, and the graves were what? Opened. And what? Many bodies of what? The saints which slept. That means which were dead. Did what? Arose. Hey. Hey. Let me see next verse. Let me see next verse. It's an, and, and, and did what? Came out of the graves after his resurrection. You know, they joined the story. They are saying that when Jesus rose up. No, you didn't, you didn't get it. When Jesus rose up. You didn't get it. When Jesus rose up, other dead people that have been dead for a long time rose up with him. These are real events. They didn't have Bible this time. They didn't have New Testament Bible this time. These are things that happened that people saw. Imagine your uncle that have been dead for 10 years. Rise up and come and knock at your door. That when Jesus woke up, he walked with Jesus. They were not hearing this thing in a church like you are hearing it. Their dead relative woke up and said, death has been destroyed. I was dead for 10 years. But when Jesus rose up, they rose with him. And they were, look over back, and they were walking all over the streets. People saw these people. This is not story. He said, that's what I'm saying. You can't say Christianity is a religion. No, we're not. He says, he says, after the resurrection, and, 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 and they came out of the graves after the resurrection and went into what? The holy city. And appeared unto what? Many. Imagine your dead customer. You attended his burial. He's well-keeping. And he wakes up and comes out and says, you didn't finish paying me. <laughs> He's a Nigerian. He'll do that. <laughs> Glory to God. Next verse, next verse. It says, Now, when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus, so they, they reverse the story again back to those guys that were mocking him a few minutes ago. Say, when those ones, when they saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they now that were laughing, they feared greatly. Saying what? Truly. This was Son of God. Hallelujah. They were mocking him a few minutes ago. When they saw things they've never seen. They said, my brother, these guys gave their lives to Christ, basically. They declared him as Lord. They declared him as Lord. They declared Jesus as Lord. Hallelujah. Next two verses. I mean, next, next verse, next verse. Next verse. He said, and many women were beholding from afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. Next verse. He says, um, and which was Mary Magdalene and all that. that, that, that. Next verse. I want to see. Uh, when, when the evening was come, there came a rich market. Let's leave that. So, basically, death was conquered. Jesus gave them a taste. A taste of this. When Lazarus died. Lazarus died how many days? Lazarus was dead for four days. Anybody knows that if you are dead for four days, by that time, your body has started decaying. Things have started happening to your body. Four days. 
And Jesus came there. And he prayed. And he rose Lazarus back. And they were, before he rose, they were asking him, you know, what's going to happen? He's dead. He made a statement that was so powerful. They didn't understand it at that time. But we now we can understand it. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Mm. You need to meditate on that to get it. He says, he's not saying I'm going to resurrect him. He said, I am the resurrection. That's what Christians are about. We're saying, the day I accept this guy, I'm resur- I will not die again. I'm not dying again. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Remember the first day of this teaching, what did I tell you that happened to this earth? It cut off from what? The source of life. Jesus now came and said, I am the life. Meaning it doesn't matter how dead and how many days Lazarus was dead. When the source of life is reconnected, <laughs> when the source of life, this whole problem started when Adam sinned and we got cut off from the source of life. Jesus said, I'm the reconnection of the life. Once that life is on back, even Lazarus that was dead for four days, even those other men that were dead for we don't know how long. So the point is this, no matter how dead something is, when the life of God gets connected back to it, it comes alive again. See, no matter how alive something is, once death comes to it, it can still die. The same thing that no matter how dead something is, when life is, comes to it, even if it's dead for four days or for four years, that's why I know that if there's anything in your life that is dead, whether it's, your, it's in your body, an organ in your body, your health, your business, your mind, if there's anything that was declared dead before, by virtue of our consciousness today, I decree it is resurrected in the name of Jesus. That life of God that wakes up dead things, I decree it comes into your life in the name of Jesus. It comes into your finances in the name of Jesus. It comes into your marriage in the name of Jesus. It comes into your love life in the name of Jesus. It comes into your health in the name of Jesus. I'm the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Thank you. You can sit down. Let me try and round up. In Luke 24, verse 48. Luke 24, 48. After Jesus had hung out with them, and they had seen him after he had died, he said, you guys are what? Witnesses of these things. You are witnesses of it. So I'm telling you in summary, you are not a part of a religion. You are connected to the source of life itself. You are connected to Jesus Christ. You will not die again if you are a believer. If you are not a believer, you will die. And the truth is that you will die properly. You will die, real die. The person that doesn't know where he's going should be afraid to die. It's sensible to be afraid to die if you don't know where you're going. For the rest of us that are believers, we can only exit this life 
And let me tell you, this life compared to where we are going, if you see where you are going, you will want to exit self today. <laughs> Nigerians are struggling to go to America. You've not seen heaven. If we are hustling the way we are hustling to leave Nigeria, imagine what will happen when you see heaven. You think you like this life. What do you like in this life? That's why it's difficult sometimes to get people that have died as believers to come back. Because when they've tasted of that heavenly life, they'll be like, what do you want to bring me back to? Trailer blocking the road? <laughs> Nepa taking light? Anxiety of your future? Is that what you want to stay for? Hunger, poverty, sickness, pain. You can lose loved ones. You can feel pain. In that place, you won't feel any pain. In that place, there's no, nothing to cry about. Some of you here, the, as you are getting older, your body is... Because you are, there's a death cycle in the natural. As you are getting older, you can't see again. <laughs> when you were young, the toilet can be there, you pee from here. As you are getting older, you are moving nearer. One day, you will even stay on top because <laughs> you can't. There's no way. And you want to stay here? You're sure? You like this place that much? Because you've never gotten a glimpse of where you're going. And what does it take to get saved? Like I said last week, there's nowhere in the Bible, the Bible says you must confess all your sins. No? What the Bible says is very clear. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. We'll read that and we'll pray for anybody that wants to give their life to Christ. Romans 10, verse 9. And ten. Look at this. That if thou shalt do what? Confess with your mouth what? Do you see this? So, you don't have to tell somebody that wants to give your life to Christ, start confessing your sins. There's nowhere in the Bible God says an unbeliever should confess their sins. You see, the reason is very simple. The unbeliever is not a sinner because of the sins they are committing. The unbeliever is committing sins because he's a sinner. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's not the sins you are committing. This is important. Listen, everybody. It's not the sins you are committing that makes you a sinner. You are first a sinner. That's what's making you commit the sins. Let me even help you. Let me help you better. I hope you know, sir. I hope you know, sir, that you are not a sinner because of these sins. You are, the thing that even convicts you and makes you hell-bound is that you came from Adam. It was first Adam's sin that make you a sinner. You inherited sin from Adam. I'll read one scripture, then we'll just pray. Uh, I want to read the Bible says, one man's sin, by one man's sin, all of us became sinners, and by one man's righteousness, all of us became righteous. DJ, quickly bring it for me. You are first a sinner. The, 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 the action of sin you are doing is just a, an offshoot of the nature you first inherited. That's why when somebody is saying, I'm a moral person, I don't lie, I don't cheat, I don't laugh, you will still go to hell. Because you, 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 you can never be good enough. Look at this. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, that one man there is Adam. Much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by also one man, 
Who? Jesus Christ. One man's offense made all of us sinners. Adam. Then one man's righteousness also makes us righteous. So that's why all you need to do to move from being from Adam to being from Jesus is to confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You confess Jesus. You don't confess your sins. Your sins are too many. You are even born in sin. You are a sinner by birth. We can't start counting your sin. To take us all, all day, all year. We will, not, we will not finish counting it. So Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's all. You don't have to confess all your sins. He said, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. So what they needed to confess is that confess the lordship of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. It's not because of a book we believe, sir. We believe the Bible, of course, but these are real events. Somebody died and messed up death forever. Killed death. Death has no power over us anymore. We will not die again. Hallelujah. I want our heads to be bowed. If you are if in this service this morning, and for any reason... We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.